Ah, yes, the Beatles. Everybody wants a revolution. We'll get to more of that in a second. In the meantime, greetings and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. So speaking of revolution, it's not often you can say that a coup d'etat was thwarted in Germany. But that is exactly what happened last week. German authorities foiled an alleged plot aimed to topple the Berlin government by force. Dozens of arrests were made across the nation in overnight raids targeting a far-right movement that rejects the legitimacy of the current German state. Now, a lot of groups, right-wing, left-wing, what have you, reject the legitimacy of whatever government they are living under. But these German yahoos, boy, they are something else. The German website Deutsche Welle has a lot of coverage of these guys, but here's the basics. They do not accept the legality of the Federal Republic of Germany's government authorities. They have declared their own small national territories, which they call the Second German Empire, the Free State of Prussia, or the Principality of Germania. They refuse to pay taxes, print their own money, and issue their own passports and driver's licenses, which is illegal. They also are big anti-vaxxers. Sound familiar? They also want to go back to the Prussian borders of 1871, which technically means Poland would disappear, half of Denmark would be gone, and France would be a little bit smaller in the Alsace region. Now, the big kahuna of the movement is a 71-year-old guy who calls himself Prince Heinrich XIII. He's a real estate developer in Frankfurt, plays golf, and likes racing cars. Heinrich's logic for all of this is that he believes that because there was no peace treaty at the end of World War II, the current Democratic Federal Republic of Germany has no valid basis. Um, Heinrich, there was no peace treaty because you lost. A peace treaty happens when both sides agree to stop the war, stop fighting. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on these guys. Here's an item from the Euronews that's interesting. France can officially ban short-haul commercial flights along three quarters after getting approval from the European Commission last week. France is also pushing to limit the use of private jets in the country, which are far more polluting on a per-passenger basis than commercial planes. Basically, what that means is that short-haul commercial flights between cities that can be traveled by train in two and a half hours or less will be gone. One example would be, say, Paris Orly to Bordeaux. Now, I don't have a problem with this. A, because trains are faster and much more efficient. I mean, if I wanted to fly from my area of Bordeaux to Paris, that means I drive an hour and a half to get to the airport, I have to get there two hours before the flight time, then it's an hour flight to Paris, and then when I get to Paris, it's still another hour to drive to downtown. So for a total of maybe more than five hours. But by train, it's three hours and 15 minutes from my house, and I get off the train in downtown Paris. Kind of a no-brainer. Although, to be honest, I'll miss my private jet. Kidding. I'm not going to miss it at all. I'll use it for the longer flights. Here's another little item I forgot to mention last week. According to an article on the Voice of America website, UNESCO, the cultural organization of the United Nations, voted this week to recognize the importance of the French baguette. 
The baguette, for those of you who may not be familiar with the term, is a long, narrow, tube-shaped bread. It is made of simple ingredients, water, flour, yeast, and salt. It dates back a few hundred years in its early form, but the baguette grew wildly popular during the 1920s and became a staple in French kitchens. Anywhere in France, you can usually see a French guy in a beret with a Goulois cigarette clamped between his lips, carrying two of them wrapped in a piece of newspaper, heading for home. The baguette is a French icon. I can't imagine a meal without one. They're great for dipping in soups, gathering gravy or sauce off your plate, and just great for a quick snack with a piece of cheese. The only time there is panic in the house is when you realize there's no baguettes for dinner or breakfast, and the boulangerie is closed. In our small village, they have a vending machine for baguettes. That's because we don't have a bakery. Yes, a vending machine. In a pinch, it'll do. But it's usually sold out, because that's how much the French love their baguettes. What else is going on? Saw this on the Euronews website. The standoff between Brussels and Hungary escalated this week when former civilized individual Viktor Orban, the prime minister of Hungary, lived up to his reputation as a nutjob and vetoed an 18 billion euro financial aid package to Ukraine. Why? Well, because he's a Putin lover. I mean, this was basically Orban's tit-for-tat when the EU refused to disperse billions of euros that were earmarked for Hungary in the bogged-down dispute over the rule of law in Hungary. In the EU's opinion, Orban's government has not done enough to fight corruption and bad governance. Orban, a right-wing ideologue, an anti-gay Trump follower, and a blight on the European landscape, is a pain. Ah, well, he'll be gone soon enough. Pity, though, he showed such promise early on in life. What else? Ah, there's a scandal in Brussels involving a Greek member of the European Parliament and the Gulf state of Qatar. Greek socialist member of the European Parliament, Eva Kaili, no relation to the god Kaili in the Beatles movie Help, who is one of 14 vice presidents at the European legislative body, has been arrested. She was suspended from her party, temporarily withdrawn for her duties, part of which is representing the EU Parliament in the Middle East. The Belgian newspaper Leco claimed that several bags full of banknotes were discovered at Kaili's Brussels home. Police searched her house after allegedly finding her father in possession of a large amount of cash in a suitcase. In November, Kaili went to Qatar where she welcomed reforms in the Gulf state. And when she came back to the EU, she said, apparently with a straight face, quote, Qatar is a leader in terms of labor rights. And she said that at the podium of the European Parliament, which of course sparked a fierce backlash from the members of the European Parliament. I mean, saying Qatar is a leader in terms of labor rights is like saying that Vladimir Putin is a leading candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize. Here's an item from Reuters. European Central Bank senior executive Fabio Panetta has proposed a ban on cryptocurrencies. He compared crypto to the betting industry, concluding that, quote, many cryptocurrencies are just a new way of gambling. He continued saying, quote, their combined features mean that they are just speculative assets. 
Investors buy them with the sole objective of selling them on at a higher price. In fact, they are a gamble disguised as an investment asset. We'll keep an eye on that. Next, an item I'm not wild about. Forbes magazine has a piece saying that the European Union will scrap airplane mode next year and replace it with updated 5G services, giving passengers on planes full use of their mobile phones. Great. Now I get the pleasure of sitting next to someone droning on on their phone for the entire flight. What I liked about flying is that it's the last place where people can't use their phones. The U.S. has not said it will go along with the idea. And finally, based on Google searches, Google has released its annual roundup of trends, including, among many others, the list of the top 10 destinations favored by U.S. travelers in 2022. Four of the top 10 destinations searched for by U.S.-based Google flight users are in Europe, London, Paris, Rome, and Lisbon. No doubt the weak euro had a lot to do with that. Other destinations included Ho Chi Minh City, Mumbai, Vancouver, and New York. Finally, congrats to the French national team for making it to the Final Four in the World Cup. It's an interesting foursome with Morocco being the first country from the continent of Africa to make it into the finals. And that's it for this week. Brutally cold here in southern France. I gotta chop some firewood. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valor, and this is The Continental Drift. I'll see you again next week.